Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another podcast episode of The Takedown, the wrestling-centric portion of the Splitting Hairs podcast on Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm your host, Chad Myros, and tonight I'm joined by co-host Jordan Showrock, and we're blessed to be joined by South Dakota Wrestling, uh, South Dakota State Wrestling standout, Mr. David Machad, the Bulldog. Well, let's not lie to people and call me a standout, though. All right. <laughs> we don't have to be pulling any legs here. I mean, you did pretty good. I, certainly better I than me, my friend. Two years, so that yeah. was uh, better than I probably should have been doing with the work habits I had at that point in time. Yeah, so I see that you wrestled at a little heavier weight than what you're at right now. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my first uh, my first year that I was really wrestling, I was at 184, and then that last year that I wrestled, I cut to 74. I feel like I did better at 84, though. Uh, you know, guys are a little slower, a little bit more hesitant to shoot. They're a little bit bigger, um, and I was definitely undersized there, but I was undersized while being like a big tie-up guy, you know, I was a big thrower. So I could really goad people into coming in and tying up and slow it, get, slowing the match down, which is what I needed. I had a, I always had trouble with the cut, even at 84. You know, the one-hour weight cut really, really affected me. I'd go in a tournament and I wouldn't gas out. I could go seven minutes hard, wrestle hard by the end of the day. And then uh, when in college, you know, it's all duels mostly get into dual season after that first uh that first period would be done and i would just tank just hit a wall so people are always like oh you go out there and you just go for throws right away it's so exciting and in my head i'm like well if i don't pin them i'm gonna get beat they're gonna gas me out so i don't really have a lot of choice right here you know i gotta go out there and try to put them away yeah, it kind of reminds me of a certain someone that we didn't really see wrestle this year but uh on the, the squad yeah. Jordan, you know who I'm talking about. He'll so. be back next year, ready to go. He tells me he's learned how to wrestle this year, so we'll see. <laughs> not just not just throw everybody in the uh what what was that called? Uh, the gator roll. Gator roll, there you go. Thank you. And he's hey when it works, yeah. it looks good though. Sure Everyone does. Loves, hey, you get the crowd going whenever you go big. Yeah, speaking of that, so you, I mean, you've kind of gotten more slender and and fit as as you've gotten older, which is definitely the opposite of my life. But uh, I wrestled eighty nine in in high school as well. Yeah, it was at eighty nine, and then uh, so I was on the football team for one season, and I got pretty big. Uh, you know, I was weighing about uh, two twenty maybe a little more but it was football weight you know like just crushing two protein shakes a day getting on the weights uh they had me at fullback so it needed some size and then after football season it was like well you know i'm never going to see the field or anything i'm never going to be able to get out there until senior year maybe maybe get on some special teams or something but at that point in time uh the wrestling team had kind of openings at 74 and 84 so they really they kind of needed me like so i talked to the coach and I'm like, hey uh it was lyle's at the time and i'm like you know i i'm a very 
I, I mean, I wrestled. He knew who I was, but it was like, well, I want to I wanna keep fighting. I'd like to continue um, fighting while I'm wrestling and training for that. And uh, Stiegelmeyer at the time, he wasn't really too into it, but he was a cool guy. He was, uh, he was always like the last three years I was in school. Every time he seen me, he knew my name and say hi, ask how things are going. And, you know, I was just on the practice squad and he still remembered my name and everything. So um it was good it was really good he was a good guy but yeah then i went on to the wrestling team and lyle said it was all right if i um you know kept fighting and doing this other stuff on the outside which he was kind of under a barrel he didn't really have the guys at that time so he was making that transition to d1 and just didn't have a lot of guys and so he accepted me and i got on the team for a few years and it was a good time uh i gotta take a call Okay. Uh, sorry. Yep. Sorry to our listeners yeah. here, but we knew David I'll be right back. probably take a call here. So Jordan, do you want to talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Well, we um, got David on pause. I gotta be honest. I really didn't get to watch it. I was uh, down my summer job this year is going to be helping Ryan Bickett run the ASCS national sprint car tour. And our first race of the year was down in devil's bowl. So I got to watch the first day and then, we had to head down south to Texas to Dallas to Devil's Bowl. So I didn't get to watch it all. I kept up to date on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so I don't have a ton to say on it, but it was pretty from my from what I got out of it, you know, like I think the team wrestled pretty good. We didn't maybe have as many AAs as we wanted, but right. you know, it's that first time everybody won some matches and stuff like that. Yeah, I was just thinking overall, not just the team, but yeah, I mean, some of the highlights, you know, talking about the guys wrestling without ACLs and things like that. So <laughs> I, I don't know if people really know about that, but perhaps you'd want to talk about that particular instance and that that guy there. Yeah, um, Spencer Lee at 125, he wrestles for Iowa. At, after the matches, after his award ceremony, you know, he didn't want to give anybody an advantage, so he didn't say anything, but... He came clean in his after the championship match and omitted that he just didn't have no ACLs, neither ACL. They're both torn, and he did the last one about two weeks before the national tournament. They had to keep it on hush-hush to go out there and win it, and he ended up winning a national title in college at 125 pounds without any ACLs, which is just crazy to think of. I know back in high school, the he's I wrestled with him in high school. He was one of my teammates, and now he's the Huron head coach. Um, Matt Goff, he wrestled out in ACL. And to watch him do it, he would have his knee pop out all the time and stuff like that. But um, So I can't imagine what it would be like to wrestle at college, but that's a huge, huge deal. And um, props to Spencer on being able to pull that off. Yeah, I mean, obviously the guy that's – on the phone dealing with some other stuff, which we can talk about a little bit when he comes back on is, is an animal like that too, right? Like I am not that, I mean, those guys are animals and, and, and we have the guy that I don't want to like, but I kind of do an AJ Ferrari. And uh, I don't know how you feel about him. Some people don't like his showmanship, but I feel like it's better than, than the attitude that Gable Stevenson has personally. That's just my opinion. And, and that guy's what deadlift in 665, right? I mean, at 197 pound frame, dude's pure muscle. Uh, he's got a ton of energy. 
And uh, uh, yeah, I wish I wish we could have got a little better match uh, in the Big 12s against him. But yeah, the the 197 pound weight class there that draw for the Big 12 was not very fun with them all having to go head to head there in the second round. I think that took some of our AAs out because they threw straight in all the all American or all all good kids on top of each other right there. But touching on him a little bit, if you haven't yet, and if you don't really know who he is, go look at the um, go look at the video of he threw out the first pitch at Oklahoma State's um, baseball game. I think it was yesterday or the next day. And he Hulk Hogan's it, rips his shirt off, does the OSU pistol Pete dance on the field, throws a strike. Like he's just he's a showman and. I mean, we'll see him in the WWE, I'm sure, someday, just by the way that he likes to do his stuff, and he's a great wrestler. But go check that out. I think he also tweeted this morning, if I remember right, he tweeted a picture, a video of him deadlifting to this morning, maxing out on his deadlift, if I remember right. Well, I see that uh, Spencer Lee, Shield, I just tweeted out something about Shields, Shields has a shirt that's an Iowa Hawkeye, well, a wrestler, whatever, in, in yellow outline on a black shirt that says excuses are for wusses, you know, and he tweeted out, well, I wonder where they got that idea, you know. They made 665 deadlift club shirts, like, the very next day people were wearing them at the NCAAs. So, that, that AJ Ferrari's, yeah, he's a showman. You know, he, he shot he shot his, you know, his ankle bracelets down, you know, on the one match. He, tore him off and threw him up in the air and shot him down. And that's, that's what the finger guns were. But for those people that didn't understand that reference. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we had, we had a couple guys could have took a couple more matches. I thought, uh, if, if things would have went a little differently and it's unfortunate that we didn't have exactly what we wanted there. You know, you're always left with wanting more unless you, you know, you finish, first i guess um we did we did do well we, we had a few all-americans uh why don't you talk about who who didn't make the aa status if you can um zach price was one round short tanner mm-hmm. stone missed it k devos missed it and then danny vega also missed it um that you know i really expect big things out of tanner Zach and Cade next year. And then you throw back in Tanner Cook next year. This team's going to be pretty good. And they're all guys that now have one one year pretty much under their belt at a national tournament. I know last year Tanner Cook didn't get to wrestle and then he had to sit out this year or whatever. But like they all have they're all one match and we can get like I feel like with that, we're gonna be like they're gonna come ready to fight next year. And they all are building everyone that I've talked to so far this year that has made it and hadn't placed. They're all excited to go. I know I see Snapchats of them all still in the room practicing and they ain't giving up. They're, they're just as fired up, ready to hit the ground running next November when the season starts again. And they're going to use this fuel to, of not AAing to continue on to get that AA next year. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I think our guys did a really good job getting there. Um, you know, I'm a big Danny Vega fan, or at least 
for this year, I've been a really big Danny Vega fan. And he wrestled real well, I thought, but yeah, came up just a little bit short. Um, it's always, it always sucks because, you know, wrestling such an individualized sport, like you don't have a team that you can blame it on in the end. Like it's, it can be demoralizing because at the end of the day, it was your effort and, and what you put on the mat. There's, there's no one else you can look at, but the guy in the mirror, whether or not you got your goals accomplished. So, uh, different things to talk about while we're waiting for David to be done with some of his stuff. He's got an upcoming fight in, in case everybody isn't aware of that. I don't know if you want to talk about that or if you'd like me to, um, and maybe, uh, so he's got the, the, what's it called? The PFL. So yeah. professional fighting league, I think is what that stands for. And he had done that in 2019, I, I want to ask him about the format a little bit because last, or I'm going to say last year, but it wasn't last year, right? Because of COVID. Uh, last year, there was a, a point in time in, in there. So they wrestled some regular. There, there he is. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Before we, before we go on, I just want to cut in and say that we did have one AA and Clay Carlson, and obviously oh, yeah. he'll continue to wrestle in the years coming and congratulations to him and i expect just as big of things out of him as everybody else that's crazy i could have swore he's been there for like five years <laughs> i yeah i don't know why i don't know why but i was like oh man we got we got one that's good it's first one in a while he's a senior but it's all right and then start getting on twitter and it's like he's be ready for next year I'm like oh what <laughs> all right let's go yeah right right yeah it does seem like he's been there for a long time um great family the carlson's here and uh i know i've mentioned that before i was just starting to talk about the pfl and okay. and and the format and and i i know that it wasn't last year but i'm calling it last year yeah last year when you did it they had they had some regular matches and then they had like a, a playoffs format right yeah so they do it um like a normal uh a normal big time sport i guess is what they're their plan is so you have a regular season you don't get a lot of it would be you know games or matches you don't get a lot of fights in the regular season you know it's a fight you can't get a ton you can't fight 163 times like in baseball or even 16 times like in football really 17 so, now yeah so they just announced it so you get two fights in the regular season and in those fights, you get points. If you win a decision, you get three points. If you get a finish in the third round, you get four. Second round finish, five. First round finish, six. So I lost my first fight. And then I was I lost it quick. I was the, the fastest loser, uh, 15 seconds. Fast I ever got beat. Never. I don't think that I ever look. got pinned in 15 seconds, really, honestly. Like, I don't think I've ever done anything in 15 seconds. So went out. And then I was very bottom. Out of 12 guys, I was 12th because I had the fastest loss. So they also go by how fast you lose. So next fight, I was like, okay, I need a finish. You know, if I just get a win, I'm not going to make playoffs. I'm, if I just get three or four points, a third-round finish or a decision, I'm not going to make playoffs because there were other guys that had three points that didn't make it. Ended up, uh, you know, getting a first-round finish, getting six points, getting uh, getting a high seed. So then – after I was one of the top eight point getters, then I go into playoffs. Now at playoffs, it's a eight man bracket, you know, and then they seed it out. Um, one versus eight, 
four versus five, three, six, and two, seven. So I had the five seed, or I had the four seed. I was first, fifth seed, and then it's two fights one night. But that's cool, you know. That's, that's what crazy. everyone likes. Like that's absolutely that's what makes nuts PFL to me. different. And I was fired up about it. I was happy uh, going in. It's totally, it's a totally different mindset. You can't just go out there. And normally, I like to go out and just kind of start banging and throw caution to the wind and see what happens. And it's like, man, well, if I get cut. You know, I get a lot of cuts. I cut pretty easy. It's like if I get cut, I won't be able to fight the next fight. If uh, if you get too much head tra- trauma and they're testing you afterwards and like you got a concussion, you don't get to fight the next fight. So even if you win, you could still not get a fight. And if you don't fight that second fight, that's a lot of money that you're missing out on along with being able to, you know, advance into the playoffs. So that was probably that first fight when I fought two fights one night. It was probably one of it was probably my smartest fight I've ever fought. I did a lot of wrestling and I don't normally wrestle a lot for a guy who wrestled in division one. I don't wrestle very often, but I did a lot more wrestling and you know, it worked out. I kept my heart rate low. I didn't let myself get too worked up. Won that fight after that fight, same thing. Just like, okay, raise my hand. Let's get out of here. Normally, after you win a fight, even if it's a decision, it's like, oh, yeah, let's go. You're fired up. You just beat some other guy who weighs the same as you. And you got thousands of people in the stands watching. But it's like, okay, don't get worked up. Don't let anything Don't let anything happen. Just hand raised, went in the back. And then I had about um, probably less than an hour before my next fight. The other guy had way more time because he was first seed. So he ended up having about an extra hour of rest time than what I had. Because sure. he fought, and then there was a different fight. And then me. So he had a long time. My whole fight plus the other fight and everything that happens between that. So he ended up having way more rest time. But uh, I guess it didn't matter. You know, came out and won the first round. Hurt him in the first. And then he won the second pretty big. He kept. He actually wrestled me up pretty good. He was a big guy. Uh, he was like 6'3". I don't know how he makes 170. And then after the fight, they... Uh, he tested positive for steroids, and I'm like, guys, like, come on, <laughs> yeah. But that's totally you know, fair. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. So yeah, it was fun though. And uh, this year, same thing. Well, not okay. same thing. Not trying to get finished in 15 seconds. But yeah, this <laughs> hey, year, man, you know, a liver shot fight. like that, you can't be upset. That looks like the most painful thing that's ever happened in someone's life. I never, uh, you know, I don't even really, I don't drink or anything. And apparently, I got okay. a weak liver though. I got finished twice to the liver in, uh, yeah, like a span of about eight months. So I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're doing the same format with the two fights in one night again then for sure? No, this year, so from what I've been told is last the last season had 12 guys on the roster. This year there's only 10, and now it's only top four get into the playoffs, and then they won't do two fights one night. So if you make the playoffs, you have one fight, and then if you win, then it's a couple months later you'll be in the finals, which I'm not – a big fan of you know that's what made pfl different everyone right. everyone has single fights like ufc bellator all these other promotions that are all over the country no one else really does a two fights one night that's what made pfl different that's what made people really excited about it and uh they're saying it's because of covid but i mean i don't know like we're all there anyway we got 10 guys fighting 
on April 29th in my weight class plus another 10 in a different weight class. What's the difference between eight? But I don't get to sit in on those uh, those meetings and those decisions yet. So I'm just sitting here just waiting for my fight. Yeah, so speaking of that, you, you were talking about COVID. How's that changed the landscape for what what that means this year for PFL? Oh, God. So we got to be at the hotel for 17 days in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And we fought in Atlantic City. That's when I had my first round finish. And it's a nice hotel. It's It was good. It was cool. But now they're going to put us in a bubble. They're saying like the NBA did. And we got to, like I said, we got to be there 17 days early. Normally, on any other fight, you're there for five days at the hotel. And then you can do your pictures, get everything done. Um, and that's kind of where you cut weight at and everything. Uh, they, Like I said, they do pictures, you sign. There's a lot of media that you have to do on fight week. And as you get higher and higher on the card, it gets more and more. So, like, now it's main event, so I'll have a lot. But... God, 17 days in a hotel, you know, that's really, uh, that's 10 hard training days that we're going to have in the hotel because normally the last week you really cut back, only work out for about a half hour, twice a day, or I do anyway. Some people like do more. Some people like do less. Um, I've heard, uh, like Conor McGregor's team, they just don't do anything all week on fight week, uh, SBG Ireland they just chill like they just let their body rest and recover i i've never tried that and i doubt that i really ever will you know like i'm doing what i've felt like doing but it's you're really pulling back on it and that's fine in the hotel and everything but now we're gonna have 10 days of hard training in the hotel and that's gonna be hard to hard to get that training that we would like to get and that most guys are normally getting in their gym for that last week and a half but everyone's in the same boat so it's not like you know it's not like it's oh it's just me that's got this going on like everyone's got the same sure. same things going on and i've always felt like i've been very adaptable to uh to different situations and not a guy that you know cries around too much like i'm saying these things are going to be hard and they're definitely going to be hard but <coughs> i also know at the same time just the kind of person that i am like i've done plenty of hard things in my life it'll be hard but i'll get through it and make the best out of it and be ready to go but it does suck <laughs> to be to be a little bit of a complainer it does suck I, it's not a complaint that's just a fact right like it yeah. sucks sucks for everybody but it yeah sucks. sucks for everybody we're all in the same boat no one's no one wants it no one wants to be at the hotel for 17 days sleeping on the hotel bed but we're all going to be in the same boat. So it's all good. So, um, with your, uh, like when you, when you're in the hotel there, do you like, where do you guys, like, where were you, where will you guys train at? Like, or did, did they like, is there a ballroom for you guys or like, so they hit me up and they had me, uh, fill out things for training times. Um, and it said that they have a little gym area with, like bikes and aerodynes and stuff like that weights uh i mean i'm hoping that it's good you know i haven't seen it yet and then they have a different room 
for well they got a bunch of different rooms where with mats and stuff where you can work out and do your more mma type training and then uh you can also get time in the cage so you know i was filling out all those and i'm looking at it and i'm like oh well everyone's gonna pick this time that they want to work out oh a lot of people are gonna be picking this time then i'm sitting there i'm thinking man on the main event like i should get a pick whenever i want to work out right but we'll see yeah i said to him all the times so what we normally do is uh i'll do strength conditioning whenever i'm in camp i'll do that probably like monday friday and then tuesday and thursday i'll get mitts like hit mitts in the morning and do a little bit of jujitsu and then wednesday morning I just kind of freestyle it and see what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll just shadow box. Sometimes I'll hit mitts. Sometimes I'll do jujitsu. Like I said, just, just whatever I'm feeling really Wednesday morning. So in the mornings, I tried to get Monday, Friday morning for in the, in the workout rooms and the strength rooms and stuff. So I could get a, some good cardio and try to just try to, time it out for the same so like tuesday thursday try to get some time in the morning in one of the mat rooms so i can hit mids or wrestle or do whatever i feel like and then monday through friday afternoons is when i'm trying to get on well i guess it's more nighttime because i think i picked at like eight because that's about close to when i'll be fighting i'm not 100 percent sure exactly when but i'll be fighting late at night on a thursday Cause it's main event. So, you know, I picked a late time, try to get the body acclimated to getting fired up and really performing at that, at that later hour. But we'll see whenever I get there, they'll give me my itinerary and maybe it'll be like, Oh, you're working out at five in the morning, like in college, whenever you was wrestling, when we had the worst workout times, they're like, all right, show up at five 15. I'm like, guys, I do not want to lift at five 15. There's no way I'm going to get a good lift yeah i don't think i could do that yeah it's like 7 30 and the basketball team rolls into lift i'm like ah of course we the basketball players were all cool though we always got along with them so like right now where are you training at uh i'm in phoenix i mean i've been down in phoenix for about seven years um i was in sioux falls at the start of my career training at next edge uh a lot of I know a lot of guys from South Dakota that train there, a lot of good wrestlers too. I trained there for a long time. And then uh, as I was advancing in my career, getting closer and closer to getting called up to the UFC, there just uh, wasn't enough guys. You know, we had guys, but other guys had jobs. And I'm not saying this in a negative way at all, but people just didn't have the same uh, dreams that I had. They didn't have the same ones. You know, I wanted to be in the UFC I wanted to be a great mixed martial artist like a world-class mixed martial artist other guys just wanted to get in get better get some training in get in shape and that's fine obviously I'm not saying anything bad about it but I didn't have those people that was going to push me other than my coach Bruce Hoyer who I love he's a great guy but I didn't have other training partners that were my size to push me. He's a big guy. He's like 6'4", 230. So I just wasn't getting the looks that I needed to be a high-level mixed martial artist, and I didn't have the people that also wanted to be high-level mixed martial artists around me. So we was at a fight in Fargo, and he was like, oh, that's Ben Henderson's coach. I'm like, yeah, really? And um, 
so talking with him, like, yeah, I'd like to talk to him and see if I could go down there and get some training in and see, cause they had a lot of guys in the UFC close to my weight, you know, see how I, see how I stack up, see how I do. And he was very, very supportive, very behind it. He's like, yeah, that, that'd be good. That'd be good. We'll talk to him. We talked to him. Um, Crouch was, he was like, yeah, he watched my fight. He said, yeah, come down. We'll put you up in a fight house and uh, see how you do. Came down and just fell in love with it. You know, there was just so many guys that were working towards the same thing. It makes it easier to get into an environment where everyone's working towards the same thing for me to work towards it too. And I've been down here really just about ever since. Do you miss the snow? Man, I love the snow. Every time I go home, I love the snow. I went home, uh, was it over Christmas, and there was no snow. I do. I love the snow. But, I mean, the only time it's good to be in Phoenix is over winter because then it's about 70, 65, and it feels nice every day. It's starting to get hot now. And in summer, it's it's over 115. I think we broke the record last year for most days. It was like 112 days over 115. And I'm like, this place should not exist. People should not live here. This is <laughs> – it's bad. yeah people aren't meant to live there and there's no water right like it's yeah all there's no in. the call yeah the colorado river goes through but it's all dammed off and you know it's not it's not naturally very much water running through so yeah. if it wasn't for that there wouldn't be life there it, yeah it'd be a desert that's yeah. you go up north like sedona and that's nice it, it's a little bit farther uh it's a little bit higher so it's not as hot and then flagstaff's really nice who's there uh University of Arizona, I think. I think. Uh, yeah, SDSU yeah. You played them. NAU, yeah, yeah. Oh, NAU, Nor- Northern yeah. Northern Arizona, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah, the, I think, the, the Lumberjacks—they're also the Jacks. And there, yeah, and like, and Flagstaff's nice. It's up in the mountains. It's kind of, it's kind of like <sighs> more mountainous than Rapid City, but it's kind of, it's that like wide, like you can drive around a big, a big hill, and then oh, there's more city here, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really unlike Sioux Falls, which is all like yeah, a big square. Area, right? sure. <laughs> a so, big flat so who, square. Who do you who do you spar with then, or who who do you like train train with? Because I imagine you got to do some of that, right? Like, do you yeah. have a, a a guy? Uh, a I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, it depends on uh, who I'm fighting. So, like right now, I'm fighting Rory McDonald. He's about six foot, long reach, really uses his length well. We got a guy, uh, Ivy Nelson. He just won a fight. And like this is a guy you've never heard of before, but he's just a beast. He's tall, he's long, um, giving me that good look. He's like six three. Honestly, he's like the the same length as the um, guy that finished me in fifteen seconds, Sadabu. Sadabu, yeah. So he's Which even is... he's even longer than Rory. So he's giving me that good look. Him, Kyle Stewart. He was in the UFC for a little bit. Normally, I'll be getting rounds with uh, Jared Cannonier. He's top five in the ufc at 185 he's always helpful for me i give him a lot of rounds ben henderson he's always in there helping me out but you know gotta he's like my height maybe a little shorter so whenever it's a guy that's longer that that long jab coming at you is something that you i personally need to need to work around like i can't just keep running into it running into it i'll start getting busted up so it's just you know, you have to get the same kind of body types and see the things that your opponent's going to do. So I got these longer guys throwing these things at me, and yeah, they're all good, man. I feel so like do you, uh, 
you bring one of those guys up with with you to Jersey then? Or? Uh, I'm gonna I'm bringing a different guy, my buddy Frank. Uh, we're not gonna be sparring, but he came with me to a couple of my last fights, and you know he's he's been fighting a long time. He hasn't fought for a while, but he's more of a jujitsu guy now. But just a good dude, you know. He can hold mitts well. He uh, he wrestled. He was really good high school wrestler. Uh, solid wrestler still. Whenever we're training, so. It's just uh, it's tough to get someone to go for 17 days. You know, I can't I can't be asking people who got kids, hey, you want to come up for three weeks, leave your kids. Most of the guys on the fight team have really young kids, uh, you know, like under five years old. So it's hard to ask someone like that to come out for three weeks away from your family and just hang out with me and hold mitts and get wrestled up and have me choke you a few times so it's that's a big that's a big part of it you know being able to find guys who can just leave for 17 days because most of the fighters have uh either a normal real job or families or both and it's like guys can't just up and leave their job for three weeks and hope to come back and still make still make payments on their bills and stuff right yeah yeah, that makes sense. And and how about the guys in your corner? You always have pretty much the same guys. And I know I heard a common voice at the at the PFL last time, but I imagine for uh, for it's going to be the same through something like that. But uh. yeah, I uh, normally it's John Crouch, our head coach down here, and my dad. He he was my first MMA coach. He was my wrestling coach, and he got me into it. And then uh, just whoever else I bring with me for fight night this time it'll be frank my buddy that i'm bringing up and then my dad the covid protocols they're not allowing too many people in sure and i'm like dude you you got these covid protocols but you put us in new jersey which is the number one hot spot uh we could have been in vegas that would have been nice yeah right so vegas i heard's packed right now too just like yeah. wall-to-wall people so your well, dad vegas is, his, your dad vegas is name? nice oh he's uh dave He's he's coach at Pine Ridge. He's coached right. there, and he's 30, in thirty years. He's in the the wrestling Hall of Fame, right? Am, am I uh, not right? Yeah, like that? a few yeah a few years yeah, ago, yeah, the yeah. South Dakota High School Wrestling Hall of Fame. Right. He keeps saying that it's just because of uh, longevity. He said he just outlasted everyone, so they had to give him an award. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it. I I found that interesting, so I wanted to kind of mention that. So, but. I mean, honestly, he's had three state champs. I was reading about there's a bunch of schools that never had any state champs, like a bunch of the smaller schools. So, like, that's not bad for a – it's definitely, you know, on the reservation, it's it's basketball is king. It's hard to get a lot of guys to come out. So I try to talk him up a little bit when I can, but not too much. I don't want him to get a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the old man always thinks he's got one on you no matter what, right? Oh, yeah. No matter what. No matter what. My dad always said, uh, youth and ability will never outweigh old age and treachery. So I think he's probably right. That's, oh, that's the same thing. Like, he's always like, you know what? You might get me, but I'll fight dirty. And I'm like, I'm like <laughs> if, I, if I punch you in the head, it won't matter. So whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, he's an eye gouger. He's just an old wrestler, you know, oil checker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thumb in card, how, uh, huh? I don't know how my, how PG we're trying to be, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I think a, wrestling fans a, know what that a means. Ball, a ball there. grab and twister. Yeah. yeah, he'll he'll do whatever it takes to win. Fish hook, anything. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. So but, you say that uh, your dad's had three state champions. So then were you, you were one of them, I believe, right? Yeah, my uh, my sophomore year, we had Pine Ridge's first state champ. It wasn't me. Um, it was Trevor Jacobs. I was also in the finals, and we were the only two placers on our team, and we ended up getting like 10th at state A's. And it's like, God, if I could have just won, which I couldn't have, um, I've lost to Shane Bennett. He was – I mean, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was a two-timer from Belfouche. Yeah, he wore that hood, and he like a like a like a Jedi hood. It was real low, and he just always looked angry. And he beat the crap out of me in the finals. He almost teched me in the finals. He he just kept taking me down, cutting me, taking me down, cutting me. At the end of the match, I ended up hitting him in a neck wrench out of bounds and got a takedown. And then time ran out. But yeah, he he beat the crap out of me. But uh, Ben Curtis, he he would have got second. But you know, back before uh, they start doing the wrestling seeds at state, I had lost to Curtis at Regions, and I had lost to Curtis three times that year. And then so Curtis was on one side, and. Bennett was on that same side, and then I was on the other side after I took second to Curtis. So I had two region champs, but it was really uh, it was those two, me, and then like the other guys, and they but they were far and away ahead of me. I had five losses that year. I lost to uh, Bennett twice, and I lost to Curtis three times. And then my buddy Trevor Jacobs, he won it at one forty, and it was cool. He got a he got a standing O and everything, and it was cool. And then. Our third state champ was uh, Jesse Trueblood. He won heavyweights at Rapid City one year. He beat the um, Aberdeen Central kid, went out, got put on his back first round, was down 5-0, and then uh, battled back. Got a, Ended up getting an extra stall call at the end, so he got a point to tie it up and go into overtime. And I know a lot of people were upset about that, but the crowd was into it because the guy was he was he was sitting and you know heavyweights he's just kind of co- covered up on bottom and he's trying to turn him and he wouldn't wouldn't give anything up and the crowd was into it because uh, I think Central got second that year and it was at at the Civic Center so everyone was going for Jesse to beat the Aberdeen Central kid for from Rapid City Central and he actually got outstanding wrestler that year and I was uh I was helping coach that year and it was cool it's different it's definitely different being sitting on the chair whenever someone wins I felt I felt like I was more excited for that than whenever I won state like I won state and I was like uh yeah you know I go in confident I know I'm gonna win and then watching someone else you're like oh anything could happen anything could happen so it's the same way with fighting I think Whenever I'm fighting, I'm pretty calm, laid back, and then whenever someone else, one of my buddies, is fighting, I'm heart rates at 200 beats a minute, just panicking for the whole fight, trying to coach him up. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, speaking of that, after all your fights, you wrap you wrap yourself in that flag, and on there it says, uh, it says res. Uh, <laughs> Res Rumblers, yeah. Res Rumblers. Want want to talk about that? Tell us a little bit about that. That was, yeah, that was our first fight team. Um, So back, because I had my first fight in like, I don't know, 2006. I was um, between my freshman and sophomore year in high school. I had my first MMA fight, and that was at the Sturgis Rally. They, uh, they just at the what was it the busted knuckle saloon where it's got the oh, dirt sure, on the yeah. floor yeah so all the bikers stand around they lay out some mats and it's it was just like on 
a, a movie. So if you're going, if like you're going out of bounds, the bikers push you back in and then you keep fighting. So I won my first fight when I was 15 and I went up and, you know, I was already a pretty good wrestler. I uh, took the guy down, choked him out, got the win. And after, after the fight, if the bikers liked you, if they liked your fight, they crumble up money and they throw it in. And I made like, uh, I mean, I'm, I hope, that this isn't like retroactively going to get me in trouble <laughs> for, so, for making but... money. I made like 56 bucks and I thought I was balling. I was like, Oh, the richest, I'm the richest man alive. Like I could buy a whole, I could buy a whole Xbox game. I, I got to kick fight someone. Fight. Yeah. I got to kick someone's butt and I, and I made 50 some bucks. Yeah. yeah. So after that, we start fighting more and I got more guys into it, more guys back from the res and, uh, the tribe made us that flag that says, you know, it's the Oglala Sioux tribal flag right, and yeah. uh, they put res rumblers on it. And so every fight that I've had since uh, I didn't have it in that first fight at Sturgis, but every fight since then I've been able to carry it with me. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of, a lot of negative thoughts about the res about Pine Ridge. So I like to, I definitely like to take that with me, you know, show, show people that there's a lot of good coming out too. And it, uh, everyone, loves it like when i go home it gives people so much pride you know seeing it on tv well now it's on espn so people like oh you're really you're really putting our flag out there you're really putting our people out there so i always make sure i got it no matter what every time i'm going yeah i think it's super cool man and uh, you know i unfortunately pine ridge is like one of the few places in the state that i haven't been um i work for the department of health and i inspect hospitals and nursing homes and that's uh that's not yeah so state that's uh, you got state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've gotten to Martin. That's as close as I've gotten, I yeah. guess, you know, unless rapid city or hot springs is closer, but yeah. I, yeah. Martin. I mean, it just depends on what part. Cause the res is huge, you know, like right, uh, the yeah. Pine Ridge res is basically the same size as Rhode Island. Right. So it takes up a lot of space. Uh, so yeah, it just depends on what part you're going to or would be going to, but like Martin's close to like the Wounded Knee Massacre site. Right. About, about 30 miles away from there. Uh, and then, you know, they got the Badlands National National Park on the res a little bit too, and that's nice. Yeah, there's a lot of different types of things. You go, and no matter where you go, you'll see kids riding horse, no saddle, just a halter, not a bit, just a halter, jumping on. Sometimes they'll have a blanket on, but yeah, mostly there's even, uh, there was kids that would ride horse to school. So one of the teachers, yeah. he had some some panels in his backyard that lived close to school. So kids just ride over to his house, put their horses in, in his little, in his panels, go to school, get done, go jump on the horse, ride 20 miles home. Like, man, that's, that's cool. That is cool. <laughs> Very old cool. school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely old school, especially with no saddle and, and yeah, any of that. You I've, know, that's... I've seen plenty of times too. We got a, there's a, we don't have a lot of fast food. We got a Taco John's, a Pizza Hut, and a Subway. And kids are always going through, well, not even kids, like adults driving through Subway on their horse, ordering their food, <laughs> riding off, eating their burrito, eating their taco. <laughs> I wonder how the sensor picks them up at the, at the do they got a camera that sees them or I, something? Yeah, I don't or know. Knock Maybe on they the, go up and knock. I've never knock done it. Like, My sister, she always used to ride. I'm, I was never a big, uh, never a big horse guy. I rode quite a bit in high school, but that was just kind of the family thing to do. My sister was really into it. And my dad was into it. I liked my motorcycle better. 
It didn't oh, have yeah? a mind of its own. <laughs> sorry, sorry, if I'm looking up, it's I'm actually looking it's, at you guys above. I got two no, screens. don't worry. So, uh, but you got my attention. What do you ride, man? I don't have one anymore. I had like an enduro. I had a uh, the last one I had was the XR six fifty that uh-huh, hundred uh-huh. off road. Yeah, with you know you put the put the mirrors on the sides. So Is an XR six fifty a real tall orange motorcycle? Yeah, like an eighty two. Five maybe eighty five maybe, that's that's no. a kick ass motorcycle. I, it was my dad had an XR five hundred. Yeah, and that's better. It was good. I really liked it. I rode it to you know I rode it to college and then I had it while I was in college and it was good. Well, it was good except I guess it wasn't really good too often. It was good until it hit negative forty that it wasn't good. It just sat all winter, but it was good. It was nice. I liked having it at school and could buzz around and. Did you ever try starting it without the decompression with your leg? It didn't even have a kickstart. Oh, it didn't. Oh, okay. No, Maybe mine didn't even have a kickstart. Different than what I'm thinking about. So, and uh, yeah, now my dad's got some Kawasaki. It's a short one, but he's a short guy. And so when I go home, I ride that. But yeah, it's real short. He had a different one where he he was too short, so he'd have to like uh, put it on the side of him, rev it up, start start running beside it, and then jump on it. He couldn't just because if he was sitting on it, if he pulled up to a stoplight, he'd have to jump off it and stand on the side because his feet wouldn't reach. Sure, sure, yeah. So yeah, he got this one, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but and my uncle's got a a street bike too, so I'm always able to get on when I go home. But I don't think I'd want to have one in Phoenix, honestly. Like people, it's I don't like know. riding in a blast furnace down there. When it gets over 90 well, degrees, yeah, I won't ride. Especially either, then. So. But I'd be just like. The drivers aren't as uh, aren't as laid back as back home. So when did you like start wrestling and stuff at like what age? Well, uh, I started. I mean, my dad was the wrestling coach, so there was no like true just start point. You know, I was just always around it and always doing it. Uh, like, there's pictures of me as like a three year old with a singlet on. So I just did it forever and then when i when i graduated high school i went to sdsu with the thought that i was going to wrestle i mean not wrestle the thought that i was going to play football i was uh ineligible the national clearinghouse i didn't have the right classes my first year then the next year i went out for the football team they took me on i was with them for a year and then uh, after that season you know just kind of seeing how things were going i knew i didn't really have a football body to have a the football skill set to make a career out of it. But I really enjoyed football. I really liked it. The team was cool. Everyone was really cool. And, but I just knew, you know, I'm never going to be in the NFL. I'm never going to get bigger. I'm never going to be over five, nine, 230 pounds. So unless I can get down to like a four, four, I'm not making it professional in this, but I can be five, nine, 170 pounds and be in the UFC and make money that way. So that's when I decided, you know, I'll just go into wrestling. I had, uh, I had been burned out though. You know, after, after high school, I was burned out. Uh, it's tough and it's tough to be the coach's son really. Um, Cause that's, you just living it. You're living it. It's just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. So after, after finals, after state finals, my senior year, like, my assistant coach, he wrestled in college and my dad were like, let's go up do Fargo. Let's go up do Fargo. Let's, you know, let's hit the, let's go. What was the other one? Uh, Virginia beach. And I'm like, guys, I'm done. 
Like I, I'm tired of it. And I had a lot of inner injuries between my junior and senior year. I probably wrestled less than 40 matches. And you know, a lot of guys at that time and even now are getting over 50 in one season. And I had less than 40 and two. And the only time I was getting like good quality matches was uh, like regions and state. So I just wasn't, I just wasn't into it anymore. And then I was going to be done. And then after, uh, one year of no sports and then the next year played football the next well the next fall played football and then immediately after football season i was just talked to the coach and i said hey uh stig you know i'm gonna be done i'm gonna start wrestling he's like okay well if you if you think about coming back next year and he was super cool i have like i said i got no uh no complaints about stig at all he he was very much in my corner for whatever i needed and yeah went on the wrestling team and i wrestled for three seasons well two and a half seasons because i was coming off an injury in football so that first year was about a half season and then i wrestled i really wrestled the next two seasons my junior and senior year and then i had another year of eligibility my fifth year and i knew i was going to graduate at semester so i just told the coach you know i'm uh, i'm not going to wrestle this year and i went and tried out for the ultimate fighter and i ended up getting on that so that was the right choice, but I I was done after after my last year of wrestling. I had like I said, I had another year of eligibility left, but I was burned out on it again. I just wanted to start fighting, you know, put put everything I could into fighting and see where that would take me. And the coach is like, "Well, I was like, if you come back, all you'd have to do is wrestle that second semester. You could take one credit, and you just wrestle. You just wrestle." And I'm like, that does not sound appealing to me at all. And then for me, it was like. I'm not, I mean, anybody can be, can get better. You know, it's just putting the time in, but I wasn't really close to placing. I wasn't like, I was close to qualifying. So I might've qualified. It would have been tough, but that last year I didn't get a wrestle at conference because I had compartment syndrome in my calf and I would have had a shot. I would have had a shot at uh, qualifying, but you know, that's it. I would have had a shot at it. I wasn't a shoe in and I wasn't like going to be battling. I mean, anybody could be headlocked, but there's a lot of good guys to headlock to place. So I don't think it would have happened. So for me, I'm like, well, I could come back and do all this just to baby qualify, or I could just start fighting, making and making a little bit of money. You're not making a lot of money when you're fighting early, but starting that career and getting things going that way. And I chose to fight. Well, Sounds like you've been fighting your whole life, basically. Since I was 15, I've been fighting for longer than uh, I haven't, really. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 32 now. Old man. So all these places that you've, like the UFC and um, the Ultimate Fighter and the PFL and all that kind of stuff, and um, like looking back at your wrestling room in high school and AAU and then the wrestling room now that or the wrestling room at SDSU. Like, what do you think about the new wrestling room coming in here at SDSU? Ben, they were talking about that when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it's any been, pictures of it? No, I haven't. I haven't. Do you want to see bring, some? I got yeah, some. I'll bring it up. On, uh, yeah, give me just a second here. I'll do but that. But yeah, they were talking about, you know, adding on and this and that. But this was before the, what, the big field house even got built. 
like they was talking about that and they was talking about the wrestling room and all the different things and all the new things and I'm 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 happy as hell that it's happening that these things are getting built. You know, the field house looks awesome. I haven't been able to make it to a game in oh jeez. Well, probably about ten years. And I enjoy going to the games, but I just saw my, my old roommate was there the other week. So that was cool. But yeah, I uh so where's this is going on Frost? No, this is going on that practice center you're talking about. Oh, on uh, the big. On, uh, yeah, it's on the. the it's house. on the is side of the Dyke House. Yeah, well, the Dyke House is the smaller one, and then the bigger one's the Student Jackrabbit Athletic Center, or the S Jack they call it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and they so, had. They had that. They had that. That last. Uh, I think that last year that got built because, like, the football team was lifting in there, and uh, we were still lifting in the old place. Yeah, that's Dude, the that Dyke House. Awesome. That's the small one. Okay. And then, yeah, this they saved two hundred thousand dollars by by putting this on the side there, and, God, and moving it. Mats. So let's uh, go back up, please. So yeah, what's yeah, yeah. This, what's this one right here? That's in there now. Uh, back. So is is it going to be two stories? Like, is this uh, the so there's going to be an upper mezzanine level with the coaches' offices and stuff. That's what this is here. And people, and so get, they're looking down. Can look down, down over the mat. Oh, God. Right. That yes. if let's go back up. Sorry, I can't only scroll so fast. On yeah, this yeah, pile I got of garbage. It. Here, um, and then I made it smaller, but that's that level there. Yeah. Okay. God, that is sick, man. Yeah. yeah. No, it is four full mats. That's a lot four. of space. How's that compared to what the digs you wrestled in, man? See, there's the big. We had big not even two. It wasn't even two full mats. It was uh like one full mat, and then the other one was about two thirds of a mat with a third over the top of it so we had that big lump in it it's like god we're a division one program and this is what we're dealing with here guys yeah lyle started us off and then you know i mean i don't i don't have anything bad to say about the guy or anything you know but uh we we moved on and i think it was good that we did i hate to say that but uh, uh i mean it, yeah you know i saw lyle's when i was uh, helping coach that year that i was talking about and we talked at uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Fort Pierce, Stanley County tournament. And uh, but yeah, you know, like it. You can't say that it wasn't the right choice because they was it was going to cut the program. You know, we hadn't had right. any success, and then uh, you know, people just. Uh, I mean, you just kind of. I hate to say it, but you just kind of get old. Like, like time just kind of passes you by we had we had good guy but even then i don't know it was tough it's always hard especially when it's a guy like that that's a legend he had so much success at d2 he's been in there for decades <laughs> and right decades yeah but then it's like man it's it's time and yeah it's hard it's always hard any any goodbyes are hard any uh see you laters are hard but yeah bono came in and did a good job and now we got the big dog in there doing a good job. Hopefully get a couple more guys on the podium next year. Yeah, I think we got a pretty good guy coming up and heavyweight that's going to make us real competitive there. Um, that uh, the recruit, or, um, he's from uh, transfer. Fresno? Yeah. Fresno State guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a transfer. It, uh, AJ something. Nevis. I thought. Neville's, Neville's, yeah. Neville's, Neville's, Nevis, Nev, Nev, Neville's. Sorry, Ben Nevis. That's the tallest 
mountain in, in in the English Isles in case anybody really wanted to know. That's why I screwed up. Man, I was curious about that, too. <laughs> I bet you were. Uh, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to get a good heavyweight. Like, uh, unless you're right. a Big Ten program, it's really hard to anybody that's 285 pounds and that can wrestle D1 – they can play football and if you can play football you can have a chance to make millions of dollars so it's always hard to get those uh you know you always see in like the top the top 20 recruits for wrestling what 18 of them go play football every well, year you know look at nash right yeah. i mean i'm sure you know who he is so yeah and uh he you know he wrestles it's not the wrong guys. decision no it's definitely not but I think he he would have had to change his uh, lifestyle to play to wrestle in college because he was so big, right? You know, with the way he's lifting, the way he's the way his size is, and he wasn't a big soft guy. Like he had a <laughs> he had a belly, but whenever you're 290 pounds, you're gonna have a little belly. So yeah, he was he would have had to really I think change a lot about his lifestyle to keep his weight down. Now he can just keep getting beefy and pancaking people yeah i don't think he made the wrong choice no but i i had heard whether it's true or not that that wrestling is the sport that he really loved more yeah. more so than football but made that choice because it's the right choice unfortunately for yeah exactly Money. right i mean i mean all of us gotta eat right and ain't yeah. free so i mean hopefully you go out and, and win that million dollars right yeah That'd and even right. you got to think about scholarship wise too, you know, oh, true. Um, division one wrestling has 9.9 .9 scholarships. That's not even a full team. Nope. You don't even get a full roster of scholarship, not even just not a full roster. You don't even get a full starting lineup of scholarships for wrestling. Whereas for football, you get 80 at, at the big D one schools, 84 yeah. or something. Yeah. They're That's a, uh, yeah somewhere like so, that. you know, he's getting a full ride. Whereas if you go wrestling, it's like, ah, oh, well, we're gonna have to start yet a half or three quarter and then as you get into the lineup more maybe we'll be able to but we got all these other guys that we need to share the money around so yeah you know for for going to school you're gonna get a lot more paid for you can get all your meals paid for with football whereas with wrestling like oh we're gonna give you what we can but it's not a lot because yeah. we don't have a, even a full one full roster what boys basketball has like 13 and a half girls has like 15 which i can see for title nine you know try to get those right, right. extra numbers in there but yeah it's like guys that's for girls it's three full like you got three full teams worth for boys you got two and a half full teams worth for basketball we don't even have one full team of of scholarships yeah and there's really other other than the title nine issue there's there's no reason for it but that that no. is the reason really i yeah. mean when it comes down to it that's the reason and, yeah and you you Maybe, were uh, on an academic scholarship yourself weren't you yeah i was on an academic scholarship uh that last year i wrestled um i ended up getting like money for books i think but yeah and i mean for Anytime I think uh, a coach can get a kid on an academic scholarship, they're probably going to jump on that. That's just less money that you have to give, like that you can that you can allocate to different guys that might need it. Right. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's a lot wrong with the NCAA. Maybe uh maybe they'll start getting women's wrestling some uh, some scholarships in there. But it's 
I mean, who knows? Like, I don't know. I'm flabbergasted. Like, if you could say if, if women's wrestling had scholarships, then that would balance it out and you wouldn't have to worry about wrestling. But wrestling's always first to get cut. So, right. Well, look at what happened at Stanford. I mean, exactly. They even, That's exactly what they even came up with the money to save the program. Huge money. Huge, huge money. money. Not and, just like, okay, we'll be good for the next three years. We'll be skimming by. No, we'll be good for the next, what, 50 years. They're like, you're done. Yeah, there's there's oh, got to be more to that. National so. champ. That's all yeah. I just seen a tweet tweet the other day, and I know we all know that everything on Twitter is true. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, supposedly they cleaned house in the AD department yesterday. Stan Stanford. Yep, they got they fired everybody. Oh, Carlson beat that Stanford kid too. Yeah. To to place. Right, right. I remember. Uh, can you repeat that, Jordan? You broke up a little oh. bit. Sorry, David. Yeah. Um. Suppose what I seen on Twitter. So I don't know how true it was. I didn't do no fact checking or investigating or anything. But um. Supposedly they cleaned house. They fired everybody in the AD department at Sanford. Wow. Yesterday. I mean, everyone's hoping it comes. It could stay. I mean, that's just like remember Northern. Uh, Northern canceled theirs, and then they brought it back. Right. Yeah. The community came together, did enough. But remember, UNO canceled theirs after after winning a title, didn't they? Yeah. They won it that year, and then like on the on the bus ride back, gets a call. He's like, "Hey, good job. Look for look for a new job next year." Yeah, yeah. Your your scholarship. I think they still honored their scholarship, but you ain't got nowhere to wrestle. And yeah, that was yeah. That sucks totally. Yeah, it's crazy how successful, pro- even successful programs can get just get cut. And then Stanford don't need money. Stanford's got a thirty billion endowment. They're not right. searching through the through their pockets trying to find some quarters. They're not looking through the couch trying to find some spare change, but. But subs gotta get cut. But Stanford cut a lot, right? I thought I read. Yeah, they, they cut, cut all like sorts of sports. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. And then I was reading. I didn't know this, but it was like it's been Stanford's had a wrestling team for over a hundred years. I thought it yeah. said like a hundred and eight years. Like man, that's that's a lot of years. <laughs> they got a little. Think think they'd have some ten years. Uh, what? Maybe no. All right. Maybe no. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. We're, we value your time, and I don't want to keep you too long. We're a little over an hour. I don't know how much longer you want to go, but uh, your upcoming fights uh, on Thursday, April 29th, correct, on ESPN2? Yeah, and it's ESPN2. it's going to be versus two. Rory be, McDonald? Uh, yeah, big name. Big uh, big name guy. You know, he was at the top of the UFC for a long time. He was belter, welterweight champ for a while, a few years. This will be his first fight since losing that title. So, yeah, it's a big fight. It's a... Uh, Big time fight, fighting the guy that everyone knows uh, in the main event on ESPN2. They said my last fight, the ratings were like half a million people. So this one will probably do better with uh, with the guys. So that's cool, you know, thinking about, oh, well, there'll be a lot of people watching me bust his ass, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's weird because it's on a Thursday. And that's right. Always yeah, Thursday's a, a weird day. Yeah. But, uh yeah i'm excited except for the 17 day quarantine and the weight <laughs> cut the weight cut sucks that's the worst part ah, the quarantine might be worse i don't know we'll see we'll see how about how out. bad do you have to cut normally if you don't mind me asking so right now i'm about this morning i was 187 i try to get to about 84 85 the week of the weight cut and then night before weigh-ins we do nine o'clock weigh-ins day before the fight 
So it would be like Tuesday. I want to be about 82, 83. I'll cut seven or eight that night. Go to sleep as much as you can. You can't really sleep too good after losing all that weight. And then do the last four or five, depending on how much I float or don't float in the morning. Wake up about six. Turn on the bathtub as hot as it could go. Throw some salt in there. Put sweet sweat on. Jump in the tub for 20 minutes. Uh, about two or three times and normally that gets it off and go away in as fast as you can and hate your life and, <laughs> and start pounding some brewskis no <laughs> <laughs> some dues that, that, that's what i would do i like some dues but no then uh yeah then you know now with how prevalent fighting is and how much money there is in it there's a lot of companies that specialize in like different packets and i honestly feel the best when i just hit a pedialyte though like if i just do pedialyte for a while and then about an hour and a half later i'll have a little bit to eat you don't want to put food in your stomach right away so i'll have like a banana and just some light stuff and then about another hour later then i'll go chicken and rice super salted and yeah, I mean, a lot of other people are like, oh, you need this packet and this gel and this and this. And I'm like, oh, I've done that before, and I didn't feel as good as if I just kind of do my own thing. Just- I mean, I know what you're talking about. I've been doing three-day fasts, and the first time I came off my fast, I just ate like normal. That was a bad, bad mistake. That's a long fast, man. That's a long fast. Yeah, I've been doing it for a couple months, just trying to get less fat, you know. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one, though. But I found Most... what's real good for me in the morning is beef broth and, and avocado, but not yeah. that I'm trying to suggest for you. but <laughs> Yeah, and that's good uh, That's good collagen, too. You know, yeah, and fiber. The, the broth, right. yeah. That really uh, – I take a lot of collagen. Well, not a lot. I take a – recommended dose but it's supposed to be good to help uh your skin and i need that just for cuts because i get like i said earlier i get cut easy so i try to take collagen every day and i do i don't try to take it. i work with uh with a supplement company down here and they're uh informed sport certified which checks everything to make sure that you're not getting any contaminated substances so exodurance yeah i work with them and i get their collagen and greens and i take that every day and I feel like I feel like it helps, but it's also one of those things where like the placebo effect's real. So if you you think something's helping, it's probably helping, even if it's not scientifically actually doing anything. But you feel better, so it's helping. You're gonna keep doing it, aren't you? Yeah, you feel better. Nothing and, else. I mean, I get it for free too, so it, yeah, it's not as that. big of a yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to take a lot of things when you get them for free. You're not like, oh man, this protein shake's about buck fifty. I can't take too many. <laughs> so it's good. I like it. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about for supplement wise, so we don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Maybe we want to do yeah. like a fast, like fast fire, quick answer. Uh, Jordan, you got a quick question? Maybe. Um, what's your biggest win in wrestling? Uh, I did. I want to say Devin Clark, my senior year, I beat him, and then he won state the next year, and then he won JUCO's uh, his freshman year in college. But I remember we was wrestling against NDSU, and we was, I was 84, Sorensen was 97, and Kevin Kelly was heavyweight. And it was like, we're looking at it, and I came up. I was first match. I mean, not first match. I was We were the last three. We were down by 12, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, if I could stick this guy – uh, 
and then Soro, he'll get a major, and then Kevo's just got to be. And Kevin hadn't had a win all year. Yeah, he was he was my size, maybe even like not not as muscular as me, but he was wrestling a heavyweight. He was just kind of a chunky guy, and then we needed a heavyweight, so we went up. And it's like, God, we can do it, we can do it. So I end up going out there, get taken down right away early, like ten seconds in. I reach with the lead hand, and he just drops low single, boom, takes me down. I'm like, fuck. All right. So I get into escape, and I'm like, okay. Come on, tie up with me. Guy comes out, jacks me up with an underhook, and I'm like, oh, it's game over. I toss him, I pinned him, and a headlock in the first period, get up. So then it's like, oh, man, all right, Soros just got to win by eight, and it's like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. You know, he was the best guy on the team. Uh, he was rated top 15. Like, okay, he's going to beat this guy. He beat that guy. He got four, so we're down by two, and then Kevin Kelly won the heavyweight match and sealed it. And Oh, that was, that was the best time I've ever had for at a wrestling. Well, yeah, we're definitely one of the best because we didn't have a lot of dual wins. I mean, we had a, we had at least one open weight every, every duel, sometimes two. So we were already, you know, down big points, but yeah, when we beat NDSU and then on the bus ride home, looking at, uh, what was it? The in forum, I think the Fargo one's called yeah, Fargo and forum. Yep. They were uh, they had the 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 article out like before we even got out of town, and the coach is just ripping me. The NDSU coach is ripping me. He's like, "We would have won if." Uh, and the guy's name was Monkey Dick. Uh, M O E N K D I K E D I C K E Monkey Dick, and Mo and they would say like Moenki dyke or something but i'm like you're not making it any better but but, <laughs> but yeah and then the coach is just ripping me he's like at 84 that kid didn't deserve to be on the same mat as any whatever his first name was and i'm like dude i stuck him and yeah, right and so then he's saying then he start ripping his his own heavyweight we should never should have lost that kid he's not a real heavyweight he didn't have any wins and so that just made it all the better you know we're all driving home and we're just loving it i'm like oh this coach is so mad all right it's, and then, it's always great when you beat ndsu Let's oh just, yeah and then yeah. so he said all that about me and then we go to uh we had conference at brookings that year and i beat that guy again a decision i beat him by I think I beat him by six or seven and the head coach wasn't one of the ones on the seat, but I had to run over, shook the coaches that were sitting down. Then I had to run back and shake his hand. I didn't say nothing, but he knew, he knew, <laughs> he knew why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm like, dude, not, do I still not deserve to be on the same mat? Like this was a decision. I mean, I, I won by points and I kind of put it on him. So, but you know, NDSU, Buck the Fison, whatever. Yeah, there you go. Love it. And we were supposed to play in this week, but they canceled on us because of COVID. So yeah. so it wasn't SDSU's guys that tested? It was no, the- uh, Stig, Stig came out uh, earlier this week. They, they haven't had a positive test in eight weeks. So so we've, we've been doing good. In fact, the team, you know, basically made some team rules about what you can and can't do and you know if they catch each other downtown or something you know there's yeah there's some consequences it's so hard and it's hard you know i mean i wasn't a big party guy in college but i like to go hang out with my friends and it'd be tough you know when you're 20 21 you're thinking you're cock of the walk nothing can affect you which i'm sure plenty of guys are thinking because they're in the prime of their life athletically physically feeling yeah. like but 
Yeah, it would be hard, but that's a that's a testament to their just dedication to getting seeing through the season, not yeah. wanting to get any games canceled. And it's tough. You can still do the right things and still end get up it with to pop a positive but, test. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I wonder how well Stig probably got the vaccine already, but like you know, having an older coach, you would think the players would be like, man, well, we definitely don't want to get it and then give it to him. Because right, you know, yeah. as a, as a player, it's like, well, if I get it, I'm out two weeks. Yeah, it's, no big uh, deal, really. I I had it, and I was I was down for a while, and it was hard to come back from though. Like, I was out for two weeks, and then whenever I came back, there's no way I would have been able to compete right away. It took me another about three weeks to get back to my baseline, and really? it was tough. Like, I was uh, whenever I had it, I would take my dogs for a walk, come home, and I'm just like, God, I'm like, man, I. I'm breathing heavy. My heart's going fast. And, you know, they're bulldogs. They don't go very far. They don't go very fast. And I'm sitting there gassed out like them. So, like, it would be bad for, for the season because, like I said, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to compete in a football game or a wrestling meet or anything for a few weeks even after I had it. And that would have been five weeks for me. And right. I know it's, a lot of people are asymptomatic and feel fine. But if you're not, and I think that I'm a pretty healthy guy. Personally, I you know I'm working out cause several five six hours a day. I eat healthy all the time, and and it hit me pretty hard. But obviously, could have been worse. Yeah, I mean it's it's unique to each person. I think it's yeah. strange as it is. Yeah. So how about a, a favorite a favorite martial art and a favorite submission hold? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Favorite martial arts so hard to say. Like I like punching people. <laughs> I really enjoy punching that's, people. That, that's so. obvious in your fights too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll call boxing martial art. I know most yeah, people sure. don't consider boxing, yeah. but most people don't consider wrestling martial art either. I would No, but they're both uh, integral to MMA, right? Yeah. So and uh, and I, I've found it I've grown to love wrestling more as I've been uh as I've been fighting. I've found myself i watch it a lot more but it's easier it's more accessible also you know with so many That's things true. it's so much easier to watch like sdsu had those matches where they chewed out a zoom link and i'm like oh hell yeah i can watch this easy sitting there and you don't have uh, any audio or anything but it's like all right i get to watch all these matches at the beginning of the year shooting it to my dad and then he's shooting it to all his wrestlers and stuff so it's it's so much easier to watch and i think that's that's a big part of me loving it more is that I get to see it so much more. And then there's hundreds of uh, accounts on Instagram and stuff that have moves and guys going over moves and even MMA fighters like are going over moves and stuff and they have their own move pages and technique pages. So I'm always on all of that watching that. And yeah, I've really, like I said, I've just really grown to love wrestling more as I've been in MMA and and it's good i really i watch a lot more now than i did in high school but it was harder in high school but also i was burnt out on it so and now now we wrestle every tuesday thursday we get pretty hard wrestling in and if it wasn't for like old back injuries like wrestling in my stance is still really hard um lower back's been messed up but i like getting in there and just kind of drilling getting some stuff going and then normally out of our live wrestling stance we're we're not uh you know bent over in a wrestling stance we're more in a upright boxing stance 
Sure. What was the other question? Uh, I felt like there favorite, was two favorite submission hold. Maybe. Oh, ah, Kimura easily. So yeah. the good thing about a Kimura is when you're on top, you don't give up position if you miss it. You know, if you jump for an armbar and I flap, flop, up, flop on my back, now the guy's on top of me. Oh, man. Right, right. If I yeah. miss a Kimura, he rolls his arm out. I'm still on top. So I don't have to end up on my back getting beat up. But I'm on my back a lot. So I don't know. That's kind of how I fight. Most of my fights, every, uh, huh. Yeah, Sounds like me uh, in, in high school. I was on my back a lot too, but that's wrestling, so that's not a good thing. Yeah, I had uh, I had six fights. I had six fights in 2019, and all except for one of them, the guy I got taken down. So yeah, I they all want to wrestle wrestling. with you. It looks like they must know they, you wrestled. Yeah, I mean, I hit him, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, maybe we shouldn't hit him. Maybe we should wrestle." I call it reverse wrestling. I let them get a takedown, get confidence, and then gas themselves out. And then I stand up and I start punching them again. It's uh, it's three D chess or whatever it's and, called. Four D. And that's chess. what you did in that second match in that PFL too. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly he, what happened. Yeah, he took me down a couple times in that second round, beat me up, and then uh, third round he needed me in the nuts and pissed me off, and I whooped him. <laughs> Yeah, I need you in the nuts and the face, and that's and the, the uh, famous oh, bleed that you had, man. I al- I'm always bleeding, but like, I remember I got a need, and then I'm like, Ref, you need me again. He's like, Oh, you got to protect yourself. And I'm like, Dude, let me knee you in the nuts and see if you can protect yourself. Like, it don't, you don't, you don't get need in the nuts and be like, I'm good. Everybody that gets need is hurt. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking at the ref, like, are you serious? When like, you, you took job? what, like 45 seconds of your five minutes. So it's not like yeah. you didn't get right back in there or anything. Because but... I was fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Uh, I remember your interview afterward where you're, you had a buddy or whatever text you, man, you looked really pissed off. And you're like, well, I didn't feel that pissed yeah. off. And you went back and watched yourself. And yeah, yeah, yeah maybe like, I oh, was. You, just, you got need in the nuts and you got mad and you just went out there and you just start punching him. And I'm like, dude, it's I'm like, there's a lot of technique, there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of skill. Uh, you know, it can't just be getting mad. Then I'm watching, I'm like, God damn, I do look pissed. I'm just walking forward, <laughs> throwing punches. I'm like, all right, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't technical. I just was going forward and letting them fly. The end of the day, whatever works, right? Yeah, it worked that time. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we could talk all night. Sure, appreciate your time. I don't know what time it is there, but it's getting to be late here. It's nine thirty. Yeah. Seven thirty here. Maybe we'll have you on again some other time after after you win PFL. You know, maybe you'll come on. Yeah, for sure. If, if you uh, win, you'll come on. So if I don't win, I'm not getting the invite. That's the big pressure. No, no, that is not what I'm saying. That is. <laughs> I'm just no, like, no, it's all right. I don't we'll want you to be that. too big for my for our little podcast. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got my uh I got a few, I got my SDSU got two SDSU sweaters, some shorts, uh couple shirts, and anytime SDSU's on, then I can watch them. I'm throwing it on. So I'm still a big Jackrabbit fan. Luckily this year, you know, uh all these football games have been on ESPN plus and that's great. I'm, yeah, I the Valley. The like Valley that. has a, a contract, so all the Valley. That's great. Teams, oh man, I yeah, hope in, so. It's going to be yeah. going forward, as far as we know, for quite a while. Yeah, and then uh, ESPN Plus for wrestling too for nationals was was great. What was your yeah. favorite match? Did you catch many of them? Sorry, I was going to let you go, but no. now we're talking more wrestling. So I can't. I can't really say my favorite. I watched the SDSU guys, and then uh, watched the finals. I didn't watch too many others. Did, a couple of the guys did, at the gym i had to watch they 
they just throw it up on the TVs and I was, I'm like working out and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, hold on. Give me, give me 10 minutes. I got to watch this match. Yeah. It's all on YouTube too nowadays. Right. Yeah. So like you said, the access is so much better. You know, the yeah. 197 and the heavyweight matches were really good. I, mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, interesting to watch anyway. Six, six, five deadlift, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get one of them shirts, right? What an animal, though. That kid's how old? Like, and I, jeez, jeez. Yeah. Do you wish That's you could be lift six six five? I, I do. I feel like my discs would shoot straight out of my back. <laughs> right on. Hey, man, it's been great. I'm gonna end the broadcast. If you want to stay on for just a second, we'll we'll end this discussion. All right. All right. Thanks, no everybody. Problem. Go yeah, big. Thanks, go blue. Go Jazz.